Good morning. Is this thing on? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chris. Um, so, are you, any of y'all from out of town? You don't have to raise your hand. Oh, I guess I wouldn't know if you don't raise your hand. Um, <laughs> just know in your hearts if you're out of town, welcome. Welcome this morning. Um, my name is Joshua, like Justin mentioned. I was actually born and raised uh, just south of here, between here and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a town south of here. Um, I never thought I would be a local. I never thought I would move back here. But I have, um, and we do. We live here. Um, and for Thanksgiving, um, we had kind of a hodgepodge Thanksgiving this year. Um, we... Um, we actually went to a, a, some friends' house uh, who are from California, um, and I, Californians are weird. Um, <laughs> like I, I don't know if any of you guys have met anybody from California, or or they've got this distinct kind of thing about them. Um, but uh, we didn't have like turkey or uh, or a ham or anything for, for Thanksgiving. We had Mexican food, um, and it was delicious. Um, one because they made it for us, which was great. Um, and two, because it was it was delicious food. Um, so evidently, that's a thing in California. Uh, everybody there eats Mexican food on Thanksgiving. Um, I thought that joke would do a little bit better than it did. Um, so, um, so we've been going through uh, a series on Ephesians. Um, there's been a couple folks, mainly Matt, our, our teaching pastor, and Maggie. Um, we've been we've been going through about a chapter a week for the past five-ish weeks, um, and so I'm going to continue that. I'm going to be um, in Ephesians. I'm actually closing closing things out, um, so I'll be preaching out of Ephesians six this morning. Um, so what what I will do is I'm going to I'm going to tell you um, what passage I'm going to be preaching from, and then I'm going to give you a shorthand reference because I'm going to jump into some other scriptures as well. So. Um, I think I've, we've only got one, I think only Ephesians 6 is going to be up on the screen, but I'll be re- referencing some other things. Um, so if if you do have it in the back, Wes, I don't know if you've got it or not, you can go ahead and put it up. Um, but the passage is, is Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Um, and then eventually I'll be in, in Romans 13, and Colossians 3, and Galatians 5. And then James 5. Um, so, um, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to read. This is how I'm going to structure this morning. I'm going to read the passage, and then I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, and I've got a couple of uh, questions that I'm going to specifically look at. Um, oh, there it is. Um, cool. So, so I'll read what I've got, and hopefully that matches what's on the screen. So this is, um, so this is Paul talking to to church in Ephesus. Paul is, is uh, again, he's writing from prison. This is a letter he wrote to a specific church at a specific time. Um, and so he says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, 
that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that is Paul, that words may be given to me in the opening by opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, of which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to. Um, so, uh, so the way this usually works is, is Matt will give me uh, something to preach on. Uh, so he gave me this. I was like, holy smokes, this is a lot. Um, this, and this is a fairly popular passage. If, if any of you all grew up in church or have been um, in church for any amount of time, you, you have probably at least come through this. Um, because it's, it, this thing is full of theology. This, this is full of, of, of how to believe and what we believe. And, um, and, it, and it has a lot of um, pretty intense things. Like you don't, I don't think you would ever like be standing in line at Starbucks and someone in front of you would casually be talking about the cosmic forces of evil. Right? That's not something you, you would probably typically hear, uh, at least not in the circles that I usually run in. Um, but, but nonetheless, this is, this is where we are this morning. Um, and, and so there's, there's, a, there's a lot here, and, and because we are... Ephesians, Ephesians as a book is, is, um, is really rich and really deep and really thorough, um, just like a lot of Paul's letters and because we're, we're kind of going through this so quickly, well, I mean, we're pretty much doing a chapter a week, um, I'm only going to dive into, into a couple different things. There will there's, there, be other questions that I'm not really going to address. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at, at um, a, couple, a couple different things. Because um, in, in the way I kind of imagine this is it's like you're, you've got the Grand Canyon, right? If the book of Ephesians is, is this big canyon, it's like, it's like taking a drive-by. It's like it's not... Stopping and going and looking because it's so huge. Um, so, um, I'm going to refresh just a little bit on where Maggie and Matt led us up to, and then I'm going to jump in. So, um, Maggie, uh, um, she did she did great. She was she I, she was up here maybe four weeks ago or something, um, but. She did something I have never seen done in a church service before. She showed a David Bowie music video, um, <laughs> right? And some of you guys probably don't even know who David Bowie is. Um, uh, and then she she followed it up by by talking about Kendrick Lamar. Um, and some of you guys probably don't know who that is either, um, which is okay. I'm I'm still learning. Um, but but so Maggie had two good points, and I want to re- reiterate them. Um, she said, one, she said that. People are like toothpaste. Um, when the pressure is on and, and when they are squeezed, you see what comes out. Um, her point being that, that it, is, it is easy to um, be, be clean and confident and cool on the surface, but when the pressure of life is on, that's when, that's when what is inside comes out. Um, and she talked about that in the context of humbling ourselves, of walking in humility. Um, 
And so that's where Paul starts off in Ephesians. He, he's speaking specifically to humbling yourselves, knowing your place in front of the Father, um, and, and walking in humility. And so Maggie, Maggie um, did great in, in, in her explanation of that. Um, and then and Matt, th- through the past couple of weeks, has been, been picking up on that and, and continuing on. Um, and kind of a shorthand um, reference to, to kind of where Matt has been leading us to up to this point is um, from, from walking in humility, um, we are to be unified, we are to be servants of one another, and we are to be changed. That's, that's where he brought us up to last week. We are to be unified, we are to be servants, and we are to be changed. Um, so, um, that brings us up to now. And, and, and so I'm going to get into to two things. So looking at uh, Ephesians 6, um, uh, the passage I just read, uh, it's, um, there's two, so there's two things I want to look at. So um, there are, because we live in the information age, um, you can find all kinds of really intelligent people um, with really great understanding of Scripture. Um, you can find them through works that they've written in history. Um, they're all published online now. A lot of them are. Um, there's lots of present-day preachers and evangelists who, um, who, who are, are very insightful about talking about like, what the different types of armor that Paul talks about are. He, they talk about why he uses this analogy of a Roman soldier and all these things. Um, which is great, but that's not where I am going to touch on this morning. Um, where I, where I want to land um, are two things. Um, so I want to look at two questions. So um, what does it mean to put on the whole armor of God? That's the that's language Paul uses. He says, put on the whole armor of God. So what does that mean? And two, um, why does Paul say to stand? Because w- you'll notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say stand and fight. He doesn't say stand and vanquish or triumph or open up a can. He doesn't use those language, that kind of language. Um, so I want to look at, well, why, why specifically does he, does he say we are to stand? Um, so, concerning the whole armor of God, putting on the whole armor of God, um, what Paul is talking about here, he's talking about putting on Christ. And when he says put on the whole armor of God, um, that's an analogy he's using to say, put on Christ. Um, that's an extension um, to his discussion on, on, on being created new, on, on dying to yourself and, and taking on this new life in Christ. Um, so as a whole, talking about the whole armor, he's talking about donning Christ like a garment or like, like, um, like armor. Um, and, and this is beautiful language, and it's a beautiful analogy, um, but he uses it other places as well. And, and so I wanted to, to draw your attention to, to another one of his letters. Um, you can find us in Romans. This is out of Romans 13. Um, so listen to this. Paul says, Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly, as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make 
make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So this is, this is the same language. He's, he's making the same point. He's just talking about it a little bit differently. So, so I, I, I want to bring that up so you can see he's talking about armor um, and the, the whole armor of God, but, but he's talking about the armor of light. He's talking about putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so putting on the armor of light and the whole armor of God is talking about the same thing. Um, but what does that mean? In and, and, and Romans, uh, he talks about casting off the works of darkness, walking properly as in the daytime, not in orgies, drunkenness, or sexual immorality, not in quarreling or jealousy. Those are, these, are tang- these are tangible and practical implications and applications of, of this uh, kind of lofty spiritual speech he's talking about here. Um, Paul's, Paul's letters, by the way, are never meant to be um, high doctrine or, 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 or high theology. Paul, th- Paul, Paul is one of the smartest guys, uh, I think, in, in the, Old Te- or the New Testament. Um, think of him as, as like a law professor. So this, this is a guy who's like a Pharisee of Pharisees. He's very knowledgeable. Um, he's very verbose. Um, and very uh, logical in the way he, he lays out his arguments. But the Bible is never meant to be um, for the lofty. The, the Bible is meant to be in our hands, um, we the people. Um, so, so that's why I'm, I'm tying in these other, these other letters, because he's, he says the same thing over and over again, um, probably because we need to hear it over and over again. Um, so I wanted to... I want to bring in this language of putting on again. So, so in uh, Ephesians, Paul talks about putting on the whole armor of, of Christ, or the whole armor of God. Um, and then in Romans, he talks about putting on the armor of light. So you have this language of putting on, putting on. So then in Colossians, this is an, an, another letter that, that, uh, written by the same guy. Um, this is what it says. Uh, this is out of Colossians 3, 12, uh, verses 12 through 17. Uh, he says this, Put on, then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. So again, what, what does it look like to put on the whole armor of God? It looks like compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiving each other, wholeness and unity. This is, this is what it looks like to put on Christ. So... Um, out of, out of Colossians 3, um, I'm going to jump to Galatians 5. And I know this is, a lot of, this is a lot of scripture. And hopefully you came here, here this morning to hear the word of God. Um, because because um, I'm going to give you a little bit more. Um, partially because I think it's cool that the, that the Bible references itself. If you get into this stuff, um, it's very cool to see, to see Paul talk about the same thing that John talks about, that James talks about. Um, that, that Jesus talks about, right? This is, this is all continuous. It's all messages together. This, these aren't just different dudes talking about, you know, something that happened. This, this is very unified uh, in expression. So, so hear this out of Galatians. 
So I'm piggybacking on, on Colossians 3, um, where, where Paul just talked about uh, having compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and forgiveness. And, and by the way, um, I used to get hung up on this word meekness um, because I think our, our kind of modern English understanding of meekness is like a mouse, right? Um, it's like, so, so is that what he's saying, that we need to be like, like timid mice, like just hoping nobody like steps on us? Um, that is not what his intention, that, and that is not the root of this word. Meekness, um, actually, in, it, in its wholeness, it means, means power that is, that is uh, restrained or, contra- or controlled or restrained. Um, so, th- so think about meekness in, in that kind of context, not as a mouse, um, but as having the, the full power of, of, of God um, contained um, and, and, and ready to, to distribute. Um, that's a little bit of an aside, but I think it's worth mentioning. So um, to Galatians 5, th- this is talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and this is a, a fairly familiar passage. Um, but he says this, he says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And he goes on to talk about what all the works of the flesh are. He gives all these examples. And then he, he sums it up by saying this, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, so the reason I bring this up and the reason I, I'm, I'm tied in here is because it, this is what it looks like. This is, these are tangible expressions and examples of what it looks like to put on Christ. If, if uh, you are walking in Christ and if you have put him on, if you have died to yourself, then these fruits of the Spirit will be evident in your life. This, this, is, this is how you know. If, you, if you're wondering, well, gosh, how do I, how do I put on Christ? How do I, um, what does this mean? Um, how, how do I, I know if I have um, died to myself? Like, we, we, li- we live in a very cerebral uh, society, especially here in Chapel Hill. Um, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, thinking through the natural mind. How do we logically understand this? Um, so th- that's, wh- that's why I bring this up. This is, this is how you can know. These, these are our or signposts in your life, you can say, um, that if you have the fruit of the Spirit, then, then th- those are expressions um, of the Lord working in you and through you. And notice how he says all of them. He doesn't say just, just be patient, but don't worry about kindness, right? Um, he says, no, all of them. Just like we are to put on the whole armor of God. We are to exhibit the whole uh, and all fruits of the Spirit. Um. So last week, uh, Matt talked about um, being changed. Um, he, he referenced uh, a famous quote by, by a guy named Gandhi. Um, he, and Gandhi said, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world or something like that. Um, and, so, and so Matt car- carried it one step further. And he said, no, be changed. Don't just, don't, um, just hope for change. He said, be changed. Um, and, th- and so I'm going to jump on that, too, um, because um, what I'm trying to, to tie together here is um, putting on the whole armor of Christ, the whole armor of God, is to be changed. Um, it is both a choice and a reaction. 
Um, and that brings me to, to kind of this second point I want to talk about this morning, um, which is standing. Why does Paul talk about um, putting on the whole armor of God that we might stand, or that we might withstand? Um, why does he not um, use, uh, use the analogy of fighting and vanquishing? Because he talks about armor, he talks about the sword of the spirit and, and the shield of faith, breastplate of righteousness. These are all, you know, analogies uh, of war. But he doesn't say stand and fight. He says stand. Um, he does this for two reasons. Um, and I'm going to be a little bit bold uh, in, in, in my thoughts here. Um, but this is what I think it means. Um, one, he says we are to stand because the strength is not ours. It is his. So we need to start there. Um, we are not, um, we're not pulling our boots up and, and putting on all this armor and go out and, and kick some butt. Um, that, that's not what he's saying. He's saying put this on so that you can stand against and stand for. Um, and two, he tells us to stand and, and not to go out and fight and vanquish because we already have victory. We don't have to fight. At the crucifixion and at Pentecost, the world fundamentally changed. And we are, we are walking in that 2,000 years later. Um, we already have forgiveness for our sins, and we already have dominion and authority over the schemes of the devil. That, that has already been settled, and that's a concept that is fairly new to me um, because it's talking about something that has already happened being a reality now, right? Um, but that's what it says. Um, and so I, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, standing a little bit more and, and, and maybe what that looks like, because um, we've already talked about, I guess I've talked about, um, putting on the whole armor of God and, and, and what that looks like and, and, and uh, the fruits of the Spirit, gentleness, kindness, patience, unity, um, peacefulness, those kind of being one and the same thing, those being um, uh, signs of, of, of this new creation and um, putting on Christ. Um, so, um, I guess another subsequent question would be, um, if we are withstanding and standing against the schemes of the devil, what are the schemes of the devil? Um, because one, that, that presupposes that there is a devil, right? Um, which is something that you don't hear a lot. I don't hear a lot. Um, but there is, a, there is a devil, right? And it also presupposes that he has schemes. Um, and that there are forces of evil. That there, are, uh, there is a present darkness. Um, and, and this is true. So, and it's not hard to see. Uh, th- this is just language that is expressing which, what we see every day in our community, in our families, um, in the world around us. Um, I'm talking about sickness and disease and despair and hopelessness and division, and racism, and sexual exploitation, and idolatry, and hatred, and abuse. I don't, I don't have to, to tell you guys all these different expressions, all these different schemes. You're, you are well aware of them, um, because they are, they are prevalent. Um, and let me say this, if, if you haven't experienced um, these things, then someone in your family probably has, or someone sitting next to you probably has. Um, I, I just I make that point just to say this this is this is where we are this is the water that we are swimming in. 
Um, so if we are to stand, um, what, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, basically, so what? So we have these, these um, admonitions from Paul saying, um, put on the whole armor of Christ, um, be changed, uh, be unified, be servants. Um, what, what does it look like to stand? Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of, of what I've seen and what I've experienced. Um, but th- this is not exclusive. This is, this is like a, a shorthand or a snapshot of, of what the kingdom of God looks like. Um, so it looks like people, um, people getting saved and sickness and disease fleeing from your presence. It looks like washing your neighbor's feet and giving freely um, with the expectation of increase. It looks like building community and building wealth. It looks like worshiping in everything that you do. And so this is my, this is my point that I'm, I'm leading up to. You don't, you don't have to be a, um, you don't have to be a Paul um, to put on the full armor of God. You don't have to be um, somebody a- exceptional or, or morally superior or someone who's got it all figured out. Um, you don't have to go to seminary. You can be a regular guy like me. Um, like I don't, I don't have any theological education. Um, in my day job, I'm a, I'm a contractor and a, and a carpenter. So, like I spend my time, you know, building stuff, right? Um, and that, and, and so my point being is, is you don't have to. You, this is not something to be attained. This is something that you come and you just have to show up and you die. Right? That that that's the point that I'm getting at is that this is this is not a a, a ladder that you climb. Um, this is this is just showing up and offering yourself as a living sacrifice. That's what that's what Paul is talking about here, um, and that's essentially what the gospel is talking about too. Um, it's about showing up and dying, and through that um, being filled with with the Spirit, and you have this this new this new kind of living um, where you can stand. Um, and you can stand in power. Um, and let me say this too. Um, <clears throat> I also know what it's like to not be able to stand. Um, and if you're here this morning and you feel like you, you, you cannot stand or you have been trying to stand for so long, um, <clears throat> I know what that's like. Um, And that's okay. It's it's okay to uh, to be worn out. It's okay to be. Well, it's not okay. I, I say it's okay as in um, come as you are. Um, but we will stand with you. That that is why we're here as a body, and that's why we're here as, as a church. Um, if you if you feel like you you can't stand or you're tired of standing, um, or you don't know what it is to stand, um, that's okay. We will stand with you. I, w- I will stand with you. Um, there, there are plenty of people in this church who will stand with you. Um, and so to close, um, 
I'm, I'm going to pull from James um, because he talks about, about standing and he, I think he talks about what it means to, um, to put this into, into action. James is notoriously a, a guy who talks about, about putting your faith into action. Um, so this is out of James 5. And he says this. He says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the pre- precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. That's, that's like the, the verse that is sandwiched in here that I'm, I'm getting to. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast as in stand, as in withstand, as in um, put on the whole armor of God, put on the armor of light so that you might stand. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job. You have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Is, any, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Hear me there. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So my encouragement is to go and do likewise. Just as, as James ended right there, he says, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. You can do it. That, that's um, very cheesy to say. Um, but it is true. Um, you, you can do it. I, I can do it. We, we can do it. Si se puede. Um, so, um, let's see. All right. Um, yeah, that, that's about that's about where I want to end. Um, and so, if if you hear nothing else this morning from what I've said, um, let me reiterate: putting on the whole armor of God is putting on Christ. We put on Christ um, so that we might stand, and we stand so that we might change the world around us. That's all I got. Thanks.